Oh, hi. Welcome to another episode of Q-Tips from the Video Store Junkies podcast. This is the special segment every week where we recommend you a handful of movies to watch on your favorite streaming services. And today, as usual, we probably have about eight recommendations. I've got Paul, I've got Renee, I've got Bill, I've got me. Let's jump right in and let's start with Renee this week. Renee, why don't you give us your first selection for what people should watch for the weekend of May 21st, 2021. Man, I'm going to start you guys off with a bang. Mm-hmm. So, and Bill, you're, you're going to love this. Ooh. Because we're going back to school. It's 1982, and it's Grease 2. Yes, I'm doing Ooh. it. It's oh, early God. enough. <laughs> I feel like we're not that popular just yet that I can get away with this, and nobody will like, write us nasty emails. Anyhow. I will. Yeah, so this movie was released in 1982. It was directed by Patricia Birch. Incidentally, Patricia Birch, this is going to take a while, you guys, settle in. Oh. Uh, Patricia Birch was the choreographer from Greece. This was the only film she directed. So, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, she quit while she was ahead. Is what she saying. did. She mm-hmm. did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we've got Stephanie, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, Michelle Pfeiffer. She is right. She's the leader of the pink ladies at Rydell High School, the same high school that, you know, Greece is famous for. Um, So she doesn't want to be dating this guy, Johnny. He's the leader of the T-Birds. He's played by Adrian Zemed. Um, She breaks up with him. And then there's this this, uh, nerdy guy that comes to town. Incidentally, he is Sandy's cousin. Sandy, Uh, Olivia Newton-John from Greece. Right, right. So he comes in. He's her cousin. He's super nerdy, but he's like, whoa, Stephanie's pretty fine. And he wants to win her over. And the only way that he can really do that is to get a motorcycle and to be as cool as a T-bird. So really what we're looking at is like a Mad Max exploitation ripoff, obviously, uh, because there are so many motorcycles. I'm just kidding. Um, so it's, it's a, you know, musical comedy with a little tinge of romance. It stars Michelle Pfeiffer, as I mentioned, uh, Max Caulfield plays, um, Michael, uh, Maxwell Caulfield, incidentally, uh, he's got a lot of stage work to his credits, but he's been married to Juliet Mills for 40 years and, uh, he is 60 and she is 80. So I just think that's a fun Juliet little fact. Juliet Mills from Nanny and the Professor? Yeah. Uh, Haley and Mills' Beyond sister? the Door. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So how about that? Um, Adrian Zemed, which, you know, Adrian Zemed. What, what can you say? He's great. Um, it has Christopher McDonald, who's been in a ton of stuff. I think a lot of people know him uh, as Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. That's probably one of Bill's favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Peter Frechette is in this. He's done actually a lot of TV work. He was in Profiler. He's got a lot. He's got a couple of Tony Awards. He's done a ton of uh, theater work as well. Lorna Luft is in this. Lorna Luft is Judy Garland's daughter, half-sister to Lucille too, um, which uh, Arrested Development fans will know that is Liza Minnelli. And uh, she also has done a lot of stage work. And but not least, a young Pamela Adlin who I think a lot of people know as the voice of Bobby Hill. She was in Louie. Uh, she's just been in a lot of stuff too. Um, a lot of people don't like this movie. 
it's not a great movie in terms of there's not an amazing uh, plot. There's not, you know, the acting's really not going to blow you away. It's a musical. It's it's a movie about horny teenagers and they sing a lot of songs and it's super fun and it's just a little bop and that's really it. It's not, you're not going to, you know, walk away from it thinking like, wow, this is a really profound experience. But you might walk away with a song in your head and just be like, all right, that was all right. Good time with that. So that's it. I've done my work. And uh, I think you'll walk away with a desire to go watch Grease again. <laughs> you know, it's funny you know because we're, go ahead. When you said, oh no, when you said we're going back to school in 1982, I assumed that you were going to recommend Class of 1984. So I feel like that could be yeah. a double feature Grease oh, 2 well, Class of 1984. Paul recommended that uh, a couple weeks ago. So, Class of 1984. I thought you did, oh. didn't you? No, no yeah. I was actually looking at doing Some that today, but I didn't. Oh, well, you should. You guys are reading my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, wait a minute. Who's married to Juliet Mills? Maxwell Caulfield. And now he's 60 and she's 80. See, now there's there's some advice right there for folks. You know, when, when she was 40 and he was 20, everybody was like, ew, that's kind of weird. But now, you know, it's fine. So, like, you know, that's the thing. If you're in one of these May-December romances, you just got to wait it out. And it's like, I'm 60. If I married a 30-year-old, people would be horrified. But by the time I was 120, she'd be 90, and then it would seem cute. Yeah. The rule of thumb is half your age plus seven. So, Bill, you could actually go after a 37-year-old that wouldn't be considered creepy. That's the uh, the official rule of oh, thumb. Oh, it would, it would totally be considered creepy. I was going to say, I would, I would still consider it creepy. Yeah, that's just because I know Bill. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so I need to pass it on to somebody. Yes, please. Mm, let's see. I'm going to pass it on to... Let's go ahead and pass it on to Bill since I tortured him with my pick. Since I've already gone rambling off on things. Um, okay, so I hope... Once again, I didn't check to see if people had already recommended these. Oh, well. that's okay. Um, I'm going to recommend Apostle hmm. on Netflix. It's uh, it's by the uh, director of The Raid and The Raid 2, Gareth Edwards. Now, those movies are really kick-ass action movies. But this is this is more um, one of my favorite subgenres, folk horror. Where a very and a very slow burn. So you know, again, if, if fans of the raid probably were truly horrified when they watched this, it's a period piece. A man who goes to a remote island to rescue his sister from a cult, and you know, there are a bunch of crazy yahoos who worship these totally fake pretend gods. It's a horror movie. Gods aren't as fake as uh, we thought they were, and they're really scary too. So it's. It's just a really cool uh, movie. It, it reminded some people of The Wicker Man, but it, it's very much its own thing. It has a, a really cool climax. I, I enjoy. It. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's not my favorite Gareth Edwards movies, which is not even The Raid, although those are great. But he also did my favorite sequence from VHS Two, Safe Haven, with another cult one, and it's 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 like a found footage one where these newscasters go and are investigating, I think it's a Korean cult, they're trying to bring about the uh, the apocalypse, and uh, things go horribly, horribly wrong. It's great. It's so good, you wish it were longer, but to tell you the truth, it tells its story in exactly the amount of time it needs. Great stuff, an unforgettable ending, and definitely the best part of VHS too. So Apostle from 2018, wow, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but... <laughs> Time's been weird the last couple of years. So I, I recommend that again, Netflix. 
Nice. And I will oh, pass it on out. to Paul. Thank you. Um, well, my movie is uh, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, just came out a few weeks ago on Netflix. It's an animated film. Uh, it's by writer and directors, uh, co-writer, co-directors, uh, Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe, um, who have done things such as uh, they were writers for Gravity Falls, which is a great animated series. This is an animated film against the Mitchells versus the Machines. And uh, basically, you have a dysfunctional family uh, that is their oldest daughter is getting ready to go off to college to go to um, film school and to kind of bring them together because they're kind of falling apart a bit. They decide to drive her cross country uh, to film school, but in the in the in, during that that trip, uh, the robot apocalypse happens, and oh. the robots take over and uh, and pretty much manage to kidnap every human being except the Mitchells, and uh, they're they're screw ups, <laughs> they're utter <laughs> screw ups, but somehow they manage to pull together. You know, no surprise there, but. It is such a fun film. The cast is great. The parents are played by Maya Rudolph and Danny McBride. Uh, the main character is actually Katie, played by um, Abby Jacobson. And uh, then her little brother is one of the directors, Michael Rianda, who is hilarious in it. You've got the the main villain uh, is played by Olivia Coleman, who won an Oscar uh, for, I think it was The Favorite. You have Eric Andre and Fred Armisen providing voices. Um, it's just really, really fun. It's It's got this really kind of twisted sense of humor. Um, a lot of it is told, like I said, sort of from Katie's point of view, uh, because she wants to be a filmmaker. Occasionally, there'll be these things where there's these weird little anime, you know, it's anime, it's 3D animated, but then there's like these weird animated, uh, not emojis, but like uh, things that come flying off that are things that the character would have put in a movie she's making. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a load of fun. And, uh, and it's like I said, it's all right. Just to give you a hint of what the sense of humor is at one point, they are everything that's has everything that has a computer chip in it basically gets taken over. And at one point they, they get attacked by a horde of Furbies that are, are, are shouting out, behold the twilight of man. So you kind of get an idea. It's really fun. Again, it's the Mitchells versus the machines. Uh, 2001, and it's on Netflix, and I really recommend it. And so I'll pass it on to Zach. And Hello. I second that recommendation. Sorry, <laughs> hey, I yeah. third it. I'll third it. Oh, too. okay. So I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. So every everything yeah, with a microchip, everything with a microchip. So all of us who got vaccinated. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but boy, I got great 5G now. It's true. <laughs> uh, you do sound very crisp and clear today, Paul. You do. Yeah. Um, big improvement. So. I am a sucker for single location horror films. <laughs> so my first recommendation is it fits that bill. If you're into single location horror films, you may or may not like this one. This is Shadow in the Cloud, which stars Chloe Grace Moretz, who spends most of the film in the gunner turret of a B-17 flying fortress. So she is a uh, a pilot in World War II, and she is trying to transport some uh, secret documents that we, uh, we we don't really know what they are. All we know is that she has been tasked with delivering them and they are top secret and no one can look at them. So she gets put into this, uh, this, this turret during basically takeoff and then she gets stuck in there and most of the film takes place with her being in there. And 
I I, I kind of don't even want to spoil. If you know anything about World War II, like lore, you can probably guess where the horror comes in. Let's just say it shares mm. a lot of things with a certain famous episode Twilight of the Twilight Zoom. Zone. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's it's I think I it's really fun. Stories. It it's got a yeah it's, it's very similar to uh, the 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 amazing stories episode as well. Um, I actually hadn't really I wasn't really familiar with any of the supporting cast. There are a couple of guys on the crew where you don't really see them for most of the movie. You mostly hear them through the uh, the radio. So I I wasn't actually familiar with a lot of them. But it's got a, basically the entire like supporting cast is really great. Uh, there are some really great moments of. Uh, uh, tension and action and I will say this one seems to be a little bit divisive apparently there are a lot of haters online but I really enjoyed it I thought it was fun uh, it's one of those movies where there are a lot of kind of plot twists that are totally ridiculous and stupid and yet you're having so much fun that you can't help just love it uh, and Chloe Grace Moretz is great in this movie. Like I said, you spend most of the movie with her just in this kind of enclosed space and so the whole film kind of depends on her performance and i think she gives a really good performance in this one so that's shadow in the cloud and it is currently playing on hulu and that's i'll throw it back what, what is the what is the uh the hate for is it that they close <sighs> does not represent the typical stereotype of a world war ii fighter pilot it's so it's always hard for me to really figure out uh, okay yeah look i'm just gonna say it straight up when you have yeah. a a leading female role and she also uh you know there are a bunch of misogynistic guys that she basically tells to go fuck themselves so it's always hard to tell when that happens like if you know people are review bombing it because they uh identify with the the misogynistic males who are being told sure. to go fuck themselves and they take it personally and like i said there are some things in this movie that are very ridiculous it's not a perfect film there are parts of this movie is like, oh my god, you, you know, seriously, you'll be like, what? Um, I can't believe they actually did that. It's so stupid, but it's mm -hmm. still, it's still one of those movies that's so much fun that I almost overlook that. Um, so there, there are some, there are some legitimate uh, criticisms of it, but it's one of those movies that I will recommend for purely for its entertainment value. Let me just say oh, that. that and so, what, what did you say this was on again? Uh, this is on Hulu. Uh, it's actually a fairly recent film. It got released, I believe, like late last year. Uh, and it's just coming to streaming now. So it's also got a really great soundtrack. So it's it's got it's got one of those soundtracks that shouldn't really if it could have been grading because it's a World War II film, but the soundtrack has kind of like that 80 synth type thing going, which Beastie you Boys. know, uh, it's not it's not Beastie Boys. Um, but it's it's one of those things where where sometimes when people uh, you know when when you have a soundtrack that doesn't match up quite with what you would expect. And they don't pull it off. It just comes off as, you yeah. know, kind of uh, annoying. But uh, in this case, the the soundtrack actually, like, I, I loved the music and I thought it fit really cool. well with the movie. So, yeah. You can only do um, so much Vera Lynn. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, uh, I will pass it back over to Renee now and hope that we have uh, another musical in store. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a musical, but I've got a movie with... Uh, some music. <laughs> um, oh, however, one of I, those. I, yeah, one of those. Um, and um, I really can't give you too much trouble because I just recommended Grease too. But we are going to have to have a talk after this episode. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it's only half and half, but we'll get. We'll talk about that. We'll get to that later. Um, so I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna redeem myself with my next recommendation. It is a comedy. It was released in 1986. Um, also, I apologize 
really quick circling back. Sorry, Zach. Um, Grease 2 is available on Amazon, Pluto, and Paramount+. Plus. Um, my next pick is available on Hoopla, Tubi, and Pluto. Pluto, <laughs> rather. It is Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, uh, also featuring Sally Kellerman and Keith Gordon. Um, so Rodney Dangerfield plays this character, Thornton Mellon, and he's trying to bond, uh, kind of get that bond back with his son, uh, Jason, who's played by Keith Gordon. And so he goes to join him in college, and it's a whole lot of shenanigans. Um, gets on the diving team. There's just all sorts of stuff, a little bit of romance, a little bit of just, it's just a funny movie. Um I admittedly have not seen it in quite a while, um, but it's just one that you just know is good. And I think I'll probably watch it again pretty soon. Um, Keith Gordon, incidentally, has uh, kind of went, uh, you would think he went off the grid. He really did not. He just started doing a lot more uh, directing work. Um, he had directed episodes of Dexter, Nurse Jackie, Better Call Saul. Um, so he's doing pretty well in that realm. Um, yeah, good movie, very entertaining. Um, you know, if you're not familiar with Rodney Dangerfield, it's a really good movie to just get kind of get an idea of his comedy. And yeah, it's got uh, Sam Kinison shows up for a little bit. Um, great in this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, gosh, I'm probably Robert Downey Jr. too. Oh, that's right, Robert Downey Jr. Thank you, and a performance by Oingo Boingo. And I oh, think, that's Danny, right, yeah. yeah, I think Danny Elfman did the entire soundtrack for this, but mm. uh. Yeah, they actually were in the movie. So, yeah, you should watch it. Hoopla, Tubi, Pluto. There you go. And a, fan, and a fantastic reading of uh, Do Not Go Gently Into That Good Night by Rodney Dangerfield. That Honestly. Is true. Honestly, he does a fantastic yeah. job of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say I wish that Keith Gordon would do more feature directing. I, I actually love, like, he he's like impeccable at choosing amazing shows to direct. And mm. like I've seen his name pop up on a couple of shows that I really love. Uh, but I do wish that he would go back and I think he hasn't directed a feature in like 20 years. So oh, Keith, wow. if you're listening, I'm a huge fan of the chocolate war, uh, your 1988 film that introduced me to the music of uh, Yaz. So uh, oh. please, oh, wow. please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Please, please make another feature. Really happy to facilitate this connection between the yeah. two of you. Oh, he listens so. every week, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I like I liked Yaz, but I love Yazoo. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to explain to me the difference after this show because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Yazoo is what they called it. One one of them was what yeah. they called it in Britain. And yeah, one of them yeah. Was what they called in it in America, and they're yeah. so they're so similar. I don't understand. It's like. It's like uh, okay. I once I once got a letter from a guy, and his name was like well, I'm just gonna have to make up part of it, like Richard, and then in quotation marks he had Rich Smith. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, dude, no, 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 no. You do that when it's like Roger Race Bannon, but not Richard Rich. I mean, that's the first thing I would call I would call you that anyway, Rich. That's that, you know, uh, my friends call me Rich. Well, of course they do. Your name is Richard. Jesus. Oh, well, I'm going to toss it to you, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> it's just the little things that just like, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, okay, so my next film is uh, Late Phases. I think it might also have yeah. Night of the Lone Wolf, although I didn't see that there, but okay. That's too long a title. Late Phases is great. 
And this is a werewolf movie, and I love werewolf movies. I just love werewolves. They're so cool, and unlike vampires, they're not a bunch of whiny babies about it. So um, this is about, and this is also in the genre that I talked about, um, what was the one last week? Uh, VFW. This yeah. is in the, my, my growing love for horror movies with old guys you can still kick ass. Um, just increasingly a favorite genre of mine. This has got, not only is he old, he's blind. He's a blind Vietnam veteran. He's got a, a seeing eye dog. He's a grouchy son of a bitch that can't get along with every, anyone, especially his son, who has put him into a retirement community for his own good. He's miserable about it. He's the best looking guy there. So all the all the local cougars are like coming toward him, but he blows them off too. He's just just not a nice guy. And then his neighbor is killed by a werewolf. And uh, he's he's attacked by he kind of fights off the creature. His dog is killed, so now it's John Wick time. This guy is going to take on a werewolf. He's manifest seem seemingly manifestly incapable of doing so, but he's got great sense of hearing. He's he's a vet. Um, and he's got nothing else going on in his life. So it becomes this struggle, this guy who's going to fight this werewolf. And it's great. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, and it, and it's also got a lot of good heart too, because the, the whole father son relationship and everything, um, just good stuff there. Now it has one flaw and this is predictable. The werewolf costumes are okay. I mean, I think I think the folks who made the costumes had a lot of talent, but they did not have a lot of money. Mm. So you can only do so much. And I mean, this this is something if you like werewolf movies, you just got to deal because werewolves are hard to do well. If they were easy to do well, I'd be making werewolf movies every <laughs> single weekend. That, that, I'd, devote, I'd, I'd quit school and this would be what I would do for the rest of my life is make werewolf movies because there's so many things you could do with them. But most of the time, they look like a mascot, not even a good mascot. You know, the Sanford Timberwolves. Oh, oh no, awful. They, you know, and, and even some good movies have bad costumes, but if they're smart, they kind of keep them in the shadows. I'm looking right at you, dog soldiers. Um, yeah, and, and that's fine. That's a really good move to make. But here they kind of show a lot of the wolf, uh, a lot of the wolves, because there's more than one. And yeah, it's, it's you know, you got to be forgiving. But it's worth forgiving because I think this is a good movie, good acting, and I had a lot of fun watching it. So uh, that's Late Phases, and it is streaming on Amazon Prime. Nice. I like and then it. you say, and now I pass it on to you, Paul. Oh, yes. And now, <laughs> what you've all been waiting for, let's hear what Paul's second choice is. Well, I do actually want a second Late Phases because that is a fantastic movie. I, I agree. Oh, thank you. And one of the cougars is uh, Tina Louise from uh she sure is uh, and she's looking pretty good for someone who's got to be pushing 80 yeah yeah excellent movie well uh, my second choice so my first choice was sort of a a family film where a family is going you know they're they're traveling this one is too this one is manson family vacation oh lord (laughs) from 2015 it's currently showing on netflix um it is by writer director jay davis that's not the name Jay. It's just Jay. Period. Davis, and in it you have two brothers. You have a sort of a, a <laughs> tight ass lawyer played by Jay Duplass, and uh, his fuck up brother uh, played by I think I guess it's pronounced Linus because it's L I N A S. It would be Linus. I don't know Linus Phillips, who is he's a he's a fuck up and he's he's obsessed with uh, 
Manson family and Manson murders. And uh, they, 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 um, you know, his, his old, the older brother, the lawyer is trying to understand him more. And so they, they go sort of on road trips to places related to the Manson murders, but it's, it is a comedy. It's funny, but it's actually also a drama. It's very heavy on the drama. Actually. It's a, it's a surprisingly heartfelt film and, and gets more into the drama actually, as it goes on, I feel. Um, it's, uh, executive produced by the Duplass brothers. Um, and it kind of harkens back to their roots in the, what's called the Mumblecore uh, movement. So I think a lot of the dialogue is improvised, feels very natural the way people talk. Um, so yeah, it's, it's goofy. It's kind of funny because it's called the Manson Family Vacation, but it really, I would say it's almost more of a drama with some comedy. And uh, it's, like I said, it's surprisingly heartfelt. I highly recommend that. So that's Manson Family Vacation on Netflix. And uh, Zach, I pass it on to you. Well, you know what? I had a second pick all ready to go, but I think I'm actually going to... I think I'm going to change things up a little bit here because I just looked and apparently The Chocolate War is on Amazon Prime right now. So I think my next recommendation oh. is actually going to be something I haven't watched in years. So I hope it's still good, but I'm going to be watching it this weekend. And that is The Chocolate War, written and directed by Keith Gordon. Now, this movie is about a kid who is going to a, uh, a private Catholic boys' school, and the headmaster is played by John Glover. And if you know anything about John Glover, or you've seen any of his performances, let's just say that he is basically the best sadistic headmaster I think I may have ever seen in the history of film. Uh, like I said, this movie actually introduced me to a lot of things. It introduced me to Yaz. It introduced me to K the music of Kate Bush. It also introduced oh. me to John Glover, who I've been a huge fan of ever since. And uh, I can't really say a whole lot about this movie because I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. But now I'm super <laughs> excited because I had kind of forgotten about it. Um, I believe this was Keith Gordon's debut feature. or I it think was you're right. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I was just looking at his IMDb earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this was his, his de yeah, this is his debut, and it is based on a book that I have not read, uh, so I can't speak to its quality as an adaptation, but uh, it's I remember it being full of a lot of teenage angst, and again, John Glover just terrifying the shit out of his students, uh, which I imagine John Glover in real life is pretty much that that terrifying as a human being. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's very nice, but uh, he's he, every time I see him ever since because this was the first movie I saw him in. So every time I see him, I, I just get uh, I just pee a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it's Chocolate War. It's playing on uh, Amazon Prime right now. And, uh, you know, watch it this weekend and I'll watch it. And and then uh, hopefully hopefully it'll it'll hold up and my my recommendation will be a good one. And uh, I'm not just totally uh, misremembering that it's a great movie. Nice. Also, Bud Court is in it. So oh, if you're well, if you're a fan of Bud Court's work, then uh, there, yeah, there you go. Um, what a pretty good cast for his first movie. Yeah, no, written it's a, and directed by Keith I, Gordon. Apparently, I remember it being a very very well made film. I remember it having a lot of great uh, a lot of great sequences that are um, I don't know, kind of like abstract, kind of like uh, dream type sequences that are very well done. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't, Keith Gordon's pretty interesting. Like he, I mean, he'd been acting for. Uh, at that point, I think uh, maybe over a decade, um, mm -hmm. uh, he'd been in like a lot of movies. Uh, he had, he'd been in, I think his first movie was Jaws 2, uh, which he is excellent in. And uh, yeah, so Keith Gordon's Chocolate War, go check it out. And so will I. 
Nice. And I think that's everything. Does anyone have anything else they want to recommend? No, because I'd be eating into further, you know, installments. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There you go. Because one day we're going to run out of movies and then find Kettle of Fish. That'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we'll have to, then we'll have to move on to some other, uh, well, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually uh, close this out by uh, I'm going to recommend a, an album. I would like to recommend uh, Yaz's 1982 album "Upstairs at Eric's." Has such great songs as "In My Room," "Only You," and "Winter Kills." It's a great album. Watch the uh, the Chocolate War, then check out that al- album. And uh, if if you're a fan of 80s music, uh, you won't be disappointed. So, how did they have? Yaz, they didn't have very many before they broke up. I think they did two albums. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, two full albums. But yeah, it's it's you know, it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. And I know their first album is is amazing. So yeah, uh, well, yeah Alison Moyer had like at least a couple hits a- afterwards, did she not? After she I'm actually I not sure. I, yeah, I, I don't know did. I'm not a music guy. I don't know anything about music, so Oh, oh. Yeah, I was just trying to pretend like I knew something. But yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think she had like one or two hits afterwards because like, oh, it's her from Yaz. So we can just make up stuff, and and Zach would go, "Oh, really? Yeah, yeah." When Holly left Holly and the Italian, she took over and became the new Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think that's it. Hey, uh, Renee, did you want to sing us out with a number from Greece Two tonight? Um, no, no, I don't. Um, oh boy, I- I've got a song if you want. That's right. Do go for it. From Greece Two. No, it's not from Greece too. Boo. Is it from upstairs at Eric's? No, I, I could actually do one of those. Okay. But no, this is actually related. So this was a song that was uh, recorded by the Beach Boys. And um, I believe they recorded it as Never Learn Not To. But the guy, the songwriter called it uh, Cease to Be. The songwriter's a, a man named uh, Charles Manson. Um, so oh, I, can't, oh. I don't know if I've really oh, got the good tune one. down pretty right, but yeah. maybe like, I will sing a song from Greece. Yeah, <laughs> please just make something up. Oh, you are okay. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just, kidding. All right. uh, just come and say you love me. Give up your world. Come on, and you can be. I'm your kind, oh, your kind, and I can see. You walk on, walk on, I love you, pretty girl. My life is yours, and you can have my world. Somebody once told me the world is gonna blow me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. And once again, just in case you didn't catch all of those suggestions, here are all of our picks for the weekend of May 21st, 2021. Bill suggested Late Phases, which is currently available on Prime Video, and Apostle, which is available on Netflix. Renee suggested the classic Grease 2, which is currently playing on Prime Video, Paramount+, Plus, Canopy, and Pluto TV, as well as Back to School, which is playing on Hoopla, Tubi, and Pluto TV. I suggested Shadowing the Cloud, which is currently available on Hulu, and Keith Gordon's The Chocolate War, which is available on Amazon Prime and Tubi. And Paul recommended The Mitchells vs. The Machines and Manson Family Vacation, which are both currently streaming on Netflix.